Chara Supply Chain. Highlighting and showcasing solutions for the most complex challenges facing the industry in 21st century by our team of subject matter experts and mentors. Broadcasting every week all year round, we will present the most up-to-date series of podcasts and webinars. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bichara Supply Chain. This is Norhadi House. My guest today is Richard Markov. Uh, he is a supply chain researcher, coach, consultant, and entrepreneur. Thank you for joining us today, Richard. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for having me. Happy to be here. Mm-hmm. In today's episode, we are going to talk about AI artificial intelligence, and how it is changing the future of supply chain. But before we get started, Richard, can you please share a little bit about yourself and your professional background? Sure. All right. Well, uh, I guess to start, I should say that uh, I am Canadian. I'm a chemical engineer with an MBA in supply chain management and a PhD in supply chain management. I had a a long career with L'Oreal Cosmetics in operations and supply chain, really very much starting in the factory, on the factory floor as an engineer and and working my way through and up uh, uh, in Canada, in Paris and in New York and then back in Paris in different operations, production and supply chain roles. And my last role in the company, I was our corporate supply chain standards director. So it was my responsibility to define the best practices and, and uh, policies in supply chain for the, for the whole company at a, at a, at a global level. Um, at, uh, about five or six years ago, I took a step back from L'Oreal and uh, finished my PhD and I became a, uh, a professor, an MBA at ESCP in Paris. I also am a lecturer and a researcher and an author with IMD in uh, Lausanne, Switzerland. I, I co-wrote uh, the Digital Supply Chain Challenge, a book uh, that, that uh, published last year. Um, I am also the co-founder and op- an operating partner at Innovobot, a venture capital firm based in Canada, where I try to use my um, my understanding, my interest and knowledge in supply chain and industry 4.0 uh, to the benefit of our portfolio companies and startups and investments. So that's uh, that's me. Okay, uh, Richard, we have seen that uh, globalization and digitization have transformed the way of supply chain work. So in your view, how do you see this trend and how it is changing the future of supply chain? You know, it, it is true that, that globalization has been spreading for many years, right? And, and, and all these large companies have developed these global complicated footprints of, of production happening in many different factories in many different uh, countries around the world and all of those products being sold in many different markets. So we've gone from this sort of simple linear supply chain of uh, I have a factory in the market and I sell in that market to these extremely complicated uh, global footprints. And this globalization has driven a lot of the changes in supply chain that we've seen over the last uh, 10, 15, 20 years, right? The standardization of planning cycles, of uh, of codes and data structures uh, that are needed to be able to orchestrate truly a global footprint. And, and the, the advent and implementation of advanced planning systems is really a function of the fact that this globalization has occurred. Now, I, I think the question moving forward now is, is it going to continue, right? We've, we've yeah. had quite a lot happen in the past couple of years, right? There are forces pushing to, to encourage supply chains to maybe rethink that, that maybe this has gone too far, that maybe we have... Uh, 
been chasing uh, gross margin and cost of goods efficiency and uh, wherever we can. And uh, that maybe now with COVID, with the Suez Canal blockage, uh, the, the ongoing mess with uh, semiconductors, the container imbalance and shortage, that, that maybe reshoring and uh, rethinking our supply chains is, is on the horizon. Um, I think that that might be true, but I think it's only going to be true if there are very clear incentives in place. So what I mean by that is I think that if, if supply chains are going to, uh, uh, just going to have to be uh, very good incentives for uh, incentives in the forms of, of duties, uh, tariffs, um, subsidies, uh, that sort of thing that will encourage companies to, uh, to change their sourcing and, uh, and, and their manufacturing footprints. You know, we're seeing, uh, we're seeing the beginning of it with uh, the semiconductor bill in the United States, 50 some odd billion put aside to create uh, uh, domestic sourcing. This is in response, of course, to efforts in China where they want to uh, have 70% of their semiconductors uh, domestically sourced. Now it's spreading to uh, other countries in Canada and Singapore and in Australia in other industries. So we're, we're starting to see supply chain being considered as a strategic resource. And I think that that's the kind of dynamic that would have to be in place to break the logic of uh, mm-hmm. globalizing our supply chains. All right. And what are your recommendations to the business leaders to figure out how to get started with the AI? In other words, my question is, what are key success factors for the AI implementation? Uh, well, here's what I would say to that. My, my impression, at least right now, is that there are many more who are asking uh, how to use AI and what they could use AI on than that we really have successfully implemented AI incidents at, at scale, right? Yeah. So I think that we're at a point now where there are companies who are using AI and it's in very particular cases, but not that many instances of it uh, really transforming a supply chain from end to end. And I, I see this at, uh, with our research that we do at IMD. We ask supply chain executives, all the supply chain executives who come to IMD, we ask them in 2016 and we ask them a little over a year ago what their priorities were. And when they give you their priorities, they're all, they're all very important and they're not very um, industry 4.0 or AI or supply chain digitalization centric. Number one is uh, integration with the business strategy. Right? So the supply chain is a key part of the business. Mm-hmm. Number two is analyzing sales and operations planning throughout the supply chain. Number three is finding the right trade-off out of agility and efficiency. And all of these, they make a lot of sense to me, right? They're very important. And in fact, we have to go down, as if we have a list of about 20 of these, and we have, to, we have to go down to like number 17 before we hit AI and machine learning. So the, the revealed preference, as far as we can see, of supply chain executives is to say, it, it could be very exciting to think about the capabilities of AI, uh, but maybe we're better off thinking and focusing on the fundamentals that need to be in place prior to undertaking an AI effort. Do, do, do you recall about uh, three or four years ago, or maybe three years ago, there was an article in Harvard Business Review called uh, The Death of Supply Chain Management? This appeared in my LinkedIn feed uh, so many times and it kept on coming back. Uh, and the thesis of this article, the, the title is pretty reflective of it, was that AI machine learning automation was going to simply do away with supply chain management, that we wouldn't need it anymore, that uh, everything would be running itself, and uh, supply chain managers would have to reskill and uh, be good at AI uh, if they wanted to have any kind of job at all. 
And I think that uh, the last three years have shown that, uh, that that's not what occurred, right? That uh, uh, between COVID and the Suez Canal blockage and all the problems that we're having in the physical supply chains at a global scale, that supply chain is more prominent than ever before. But twice in the last six months, the uh, supply chain has been on the cover of the New York Times. This isn't even a trade magazine, but really the, the, the paper of record is talking about supply chain. And in fact, saying things like maybe we're going too far, that maybe we're doing too much supply chain management and we've optimized inventories maybe a bit too much. So with all of this in mind, I would encourage supply chain managers to, to really focus on the fundamentals that still need to be in place if you're going to successfully have an AI implementation. Um, you know, I, I'd like to give you an example, if, that, if, if that's all right. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the sort of uh, popular uh, use cases that one hears about for AI is in demand planning, right? I'm sure you've had guests on who have who have talked to you about the success that AI machine learning can have in doing in doing forecasts. And I'm sure they're right, and I don't doubt for a minute that uh, a demand plan done by a machine learning is going to be a better demand plan than I could do or that my teams could do. I'm sure that's correct, but it seems almost besides the point. Um, the reason, one of the main reasons we want to put in place SNOP is that we get an alignment between all the actors in, in uh, the company, right? Sales, marketing, finance, and supply chain. And the main reason we want that alignment is because what we want to avoid is anybody manipulating the demand plans. Exactly. So have, yeah, so right. So you know, I'm sure you've seen this in the past. General managers who will take this very elegantly and carefully constructed demand plan and say, you know, we were out of stock on a lot of stuff last month, so we're just going to increase it by 20% so we don't run out, right? You know, salespeople are inherently incentivized to to uh, boost up their uh, uh, the sales forecast so that they don't run out of anything. So in the research that I did, I found that 80% of companies, and these are serious Fortune 500 companies, 80% of companies suffer from this manipulation of the demand plan. So if you don't have a, a, a structured alignment between the financial plan and the demand plan to keep the general managers from doing these manipulations, it will really be a waste of time and resources to use AI to get a, a cleverly constructed forecast that somebody's just going to change after the fact. And so my advice would be in, in demand planning and in others, to put the fundamentals in place, to think about your organization, to get everybody pulling in the same direction. And then once you have done that, then look to machine learning or AI to go to the next level. Mm. But I don't think it could work as a shortcut. I don't think it's gonna get you there any faster. So that's, that's an example I would give in demand planning, but you know, I think we could be more bullish on some other ways of looking at things. Uh, I generally, I think that if you, if you look to more concrete on the ground applications. I think that the more immediate benefits to AI are, are, are more promising. So I'm thinking of um, uh, advanced analytics to get better efficiency or quality on your, on your production line, using predictive maintenance for manufacturing, uh, using AI to, uh, to optimize the, uh, the flows in your distribution center, for example, or to find patterns with your customers and the orders that they have so that you can do a better cost to serve. All of these, I think, are good uses of advanced analytics, machine learning, and AI that are more quickly implemented. They're, uh, they're faster to calculate the business case. It's a bit more tangible to measure whether you're achieving anything close to that business case. Generally speaking, you're, you know, you're using internal data and when you're using internal data, you have more control over it. It's going to be a bit cleaner. And if it's not, you can clean it. So uh, it, uh, it creates this, um, this potential for immediate benefits that I think it's harder to see elsewhere, including in demand planning. 
And I'm not alone in this. You know, I came across a McKinsey study from a couple of years ago where they feel that the big prizes in AI, in supply chain and operations are right there, are in uh, predictive maintenance and in uh, yield optimization. So yield optimization being uh, in manufacturing or your efficiencies uh, in your distribution center, that sort of thing. Uh, and I agree with them. I think those are the two, the two big ones. And then much, much, much lower down are things like demand planning. Part of that is the size of the prize, of course, right? I mean, you talk about the cost of goods, it, it figures much more prominently than the cost of a planner. But uh, it's not just, I think, about the size of the prize. I think there's also mm -hmm. a matter of implementation. Yeah. So that yeah. would be my advice. Get the fundamentals right and use AI as more of a stretch goal once you've done that to take you to, an, uh, again, another level. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, Richard, actually, I still have a couple of questions, but we are running out of time. So before we finish the conversation on Today's episode, do you have any other critics way that you would like to share with us? I think that um, uh, we could be really excited about being supply chain managers right now. Yeah. AI is an exciting tool. There are other exciting tools out there, but it's not just that. Uh, we are at the middle of everything in a way that we have never been before. Everybody is talking about supply chain. We are front and center. People are starting to understand the complexities of what we do. There are more and more master's programs in supply chain. Young people are choosing supply chain as a career. Uh, Bloomberg just came with an article two weeks ago saying that a supply chain MBA is now the hot MBA. All of these things are happening. And I, and I think that they're, they're all driving us towards an understanding that supply chain is at the heart of a business strategy, especially in the world of Omnichannel. And these new digital tools, including AI, will be more about doing the routine and dreary humdrum of the cycles of our lives and supply chain managers can focus on the real added value things like contributing to the business strategy, finding trade-offs between agility and efficiency, trying to limit complexity, all the things that, that, that really can bring value to a company. So I think that if you, if you ask me broadly how AI fits into all this, I think that we're entering a golden age of supply chain and AI is, a, is an important part of it. That would be my key takeaway. All right. Uh, once again, thank you so much for your time today, Richard. I really appreciate it and I look forward to speaking with you at another time. My pleasure. At Bichara Supply Chain, we are committed to driving global perspective to embrace technological adaptation in improving process efficiencies. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share Bichara Supply Chain. And stay tuned for the latest updates. To learn more, visit our website www.bicharasupplychain.com. Thank you for listening to us. We look forward to seeing you at our next episode.